Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is going on, besties? Ah, besties. This is Danny J. This is Jill Coleman. Actually, before we get started, Danny, I have a surprise for you. Um, so two things. Number one, I would like to let you know that we have two new positive five star reviews as of last week. So this is a good one. She says, and this is from LL. She says, My husband turned me on to this show as he thought I would love it, and he was right. I love the variety of topics and the exploration on different sides of topics. Danny and Jill are super fun and honest. Then the next one was a good one, and it's from Jess Rod84. She said that she has been listening since the beginning and love the open conversations. She said, I don't always agree with what's said, but it makes me think about why or have more empathy in a different way of thinking, which I appreciate. These mm. are really good because what we did not see were a lot of one-star reviews. Those didn't come through. So do you want to close the loop for the listeners on what happened with you being extorted for those uh, yeah. for those reviews? And if you guys have not listened to the episode, go back a couple of weeks. It is uh, that time Danny J got extorted. <laughs> I'm still mad. I want my money back. Well, nothing. Well, not, I stopped talking to him and then we recorded the episode. I shared with you what happened. And then it was like the next day, maybe my inbox started blowing up my Gmail in inbox with stupid subscriptions to like everything you could think of, like flowers.com and dictionary.com. And I am positive that was this guy that he went and signed up for everything. There was probably 200 stupid things that were like, confirm your subscription. And I'm like this dude, I guess that's all he could do. I don't know. But I spent definitely way too many minutes of my day, probably a couple hours unsubscribing all these stupid things. And it lasted for about two days. I sent Jill the screenshot. I was just scrolling through doing a video share. And then the next day there was probably about 70 more. And the next day there was about 70 more. So probably in total, there was like 400 things he signed me up for. And now my inbox is clear. I've unsubscribed to them all, but knock on wood that that was the worst he could do. That was really annoying. And And I was like, this is what you're going to do to me. <laughs> right. And you ended up giving him like 150 bucks total when it was all said and done. Yeah. None yeah. of which you got back. And we got no reviews. We didn't even get any negative reviews. So I, yeah. I wonder, he obviously didn't even have the power to do any reviews. Probably. Never mind Probably. positive reviews. <sighs> well, yeah. well kids, Lesson. don't make the same mistake at home. <laughs> and if you don't Learn know what we're talking us. about, go back like two episodes, three episodes on the extortion <laughs> Oh man, what else is going on? Today is Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording and Danny got on and told me she's so excited for it. And I forgot that Taylor Swift is going to be at it, which is the reason why she's excited. So I was like, since when do you pay attention to sports? I go, do you have, are you eating a lot of treats? Is that why you're excited? But it's because T Swift will be there. Yeah, she's a town. So I live in Vegas and there are so many people in my stories that are in Vegas right now. I'm like, oh, she's in town. She's in town. And everyone's saying the city is on fire and the energy is 
great. And I am just at my house chilling. So we're not. Are you guys going to go anywhere? Do you think? We're not. You know, Formula One was in town in November and we both were like out every single night till two in the morning for four days of that. And that was really crazy. There was a lot of stuff going on then. And um, there was a lot of things that we were invited to. I don't know why there was no invitations to Super Bowl stuff. So we didn't, we got, we got like one invite to a house and I didn't really know people. And to be honest, I think Jeff is ironically, he's usually the extroverted one, but he's feeling very introverted right now and wanted to stay home. I actually wanted to do a Super Bowl party at our house. He said no. So I'm just going to watch Taylor Swift on you know, YouTube or where I don't even know how to watch the game. I'm going to have to Google that, but yeah, I think yeah. I might be able to watch it on YouTube. I think NFL has a channel. I don't know if that's, yeah. it's on that. I you're asking the wrong person because I have no intel yeah. for you actually. Yeah. I'm like doing a live in my, I have like a Facebook group and I'm doing a live this afternoon and people were like, yeah. and I put, I was like, Oh, I've been doing a live and people were like, Oh, I can't watch it because Super Bowl. I was like, Oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> it's at the yeah. same time. So yeah. it's do, it's hard to host things. I was supposed to have a a counseling session. She was going to squeeze me in on the weekend. She goes, how about Sunday? And I was like, I booked it. And then I go, Oh wait, it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Not even that I've watched any football this entire season, but you know, I'm kind of like one of those fans where it's like the Olympics. I'm not watching swimming all the time, but in the Olympics, I love watching and I love cheering for the USA. And so Super Bowl is one of those things. I, I enjoy watching the Super Bowl game or at least paying attention halfway in and out. I actually don't even care that much about the halftime show. Usually that's boring to me. Um, it's going to be Usher, so I think that'll be cool. But I am definitely pumped. I've been telling Jeff, I said, here's what's going to happen. Is Travis Kelsey's going to propose at the end. He, they're going to win, and then he's going to propose, and it's going to be the biggest thing. Or if they lose and he proposes, he steals the thunder from the other team. Either way, it's winning. And Jeff thinks that's pretty cliche and it won't happen. But I think for us as the fans, that would be the best thing he could do for Taylor and Travis. It'd probably be better as a private thing, but for us, I think it's important that he proposes at the Super Bowl. But right. anyway, my and fantasy. We're obviously the most important. Well, I'm not yeah. Swifty, but I do appreciate that you are, and you have this Intel. You know what? That's what everyone's saying. Actually, what you just said is I've seen that quite a bit on social media that like, he's going to propose. It would be so cool. It would be so cool for us. <laughs> for us. Yes. I mean, it'd be cool for her too, of course, but the biggest it's it's already the biggest news of the year like this is the biggest Super Bowl because of her so and there was some drama at the Grammys um Jay-Z said some shit which I totally think was to her um basically he was just pumping up Beyonce is it Jay-Z who's mm -hmm. married to Beyonce mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> you tried getting this right um but yeah there's some people are just there's haters there's a lot of haters out there but I am a T-Swift fan yes you are Yep. I don't think I know one song. Oh, you do. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I do. It's one of those things where like I went to see Maroon 5 with my mom this past summer in Vegas because they were doing a residency. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know their songs. And she goes, trust me, you'll know every song. And she was yeah. right. I knew every song. Not that I knew. I knew like the words. I didn't know actually the names or anything. But yeah. There's actually a lot of Taylor Swift songs I don't know. And I was embarrassed. I went to her concert, the Eras Tour, and she had a new, like two new albums that I... I've been following Taylor for like 15 years. So I know a lot of her older stuff and some of her new stuff. I was like, oh, I never heard this before. She has so much though. I mean, 15 years of music is a lot to know. So that's how I feel like with Drake. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. 
to keep up with. <laughs> and um, well, we're not going to talk about any of this today. Um, yeah. We wanted to have a chat. Actually, this was a reel that I sent Danny uh, a couple weeks ago, and I thought this was really good. It was from Layla Hermosi. And we've talked about, I think we've talked about her on the show before. She is the wife of Alex Hermosi, and both of them are like pretty uh, well-known internet marketers. They had a, a company called Gym Launch that they ended up selling. And now they're like, they moved these last couple of years into the influencer space. Um, and they own a company called acquisition.com where they help uh, invest in companies like on the up and up. And they do a lot with, they have these like sound bites. I think they've really caught on the last few years because a lot of their content have these like kind of punchy sound bites. And she had this one that she was talking about priorities. And she said that her winning in business would not matter if she was fat and ugly and wasn't married. Basically, she was saying that for like in general terms, paraphrasing, she was basically saying, because I'm a woman, like yes. if I'm going to be winning in business, I also, that doesn't matter as much if I, I can't like be seen as successful in business if I'm overweight or I'm not pretty or whatever. And she said, if I was a man, she goes, and she wasn't like, she said, she was like, it's fine. She goes, I'm not like bitter or anything. She goes, but for men, they can just be good at business and be respected and their success can be acknowledged even if they don't prioritize their health, even if they don't, you know, even if they look scrubby as hell. And I sent it to Danny. I was like, there is some truth to this. There's definitely some truth to this, like, especially because when we think about quote winning in business. I think that that typically traditionally has more of had has had more of a masculine sort of energy associated with it. It's like you know, it's like you're striving and there's ambition and you're um, you're like you know crushing it and like all of these sort of you know uh, like sound bites around um, doing well in business. All of this very masculine feel, right? You're holding it down. You're you know providing all of these kind of things. And I think for women, especially, we've we've been valued so much, again, traditionally, historically in society because we're something nice to look at or because we are um, on someone's arm or like a trophy wife or something like that. And I thought it was really interesting because Danny and I actually, and I, I, I'm curious about, and I want to hear what you have to say, but I remember this made me think about when you and I were dating and we're living in Los Angeles and we were going out on a lot of dates and we would go out with men who were really successful, especially in Los Angeles. A lot of men, um, it was just like, that was the badge of honors. Like, you know, how much money do you make? How successful are you? How well connected are you? Who do you know in the city? Like, you know, it's a lot of celebrity here. And I remember going out to dinner with some of these guys. And I think that they thought because they made a lot of money that it sort of excused the other things about them. Like yeah. they were super overweight. They weren't in shape. Um, they were kind of an asshole. Like they weren't, they were kind of like self, you know, again, this is a generalization. They were kind of self-absorbed. Like they wouldn't ask me questions about me. They wouldn't ask you questions about you. And so there was a self-importance when these men were successful. I think that they thought, and it's probably true to a certain degree, that if they had money, it got them a pass. And I think for women, we aren't afforded the same level of, of grace or the same level of, um, what's the word, leeway. But on the other side, I think for a lot of women, we're not expected to be necessarily good in business. We're not expected to be like successful monetarily. It just happens that when we are, we also then have to be 
in shape and take care of ourselves and get Botox and have, you know, and have nice hair and nice face and be, you know, be seen a certain way. And so I said to Danny, I was just like, what do you think about this? I do think that it's true. It's unfortunate, but I wanted to dig it apart a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think there are so many things that you said that I want to pull out and there's a couple things. One, so I was thinking about the opposite. So, you know, a guy who has a lot of money can get a pass by not looking as hot or being handsome. They could be bald and overweight, but at the same time, they could probably point the finger to some pretty girls who can get away with a lot of stuff just for being pretty. Like they could just bat their eyelashes and get something that they want. So I think there are there are two sides to that, but I don't think that women always expect that. I think women who are pretty and quote have pretty privilege still feel like they have to prove something if they are successful. And actually bringing Taylor Swift into this conversation, she wrote a song called the man and y'all have to read the lyrics, but it's pretty much about this. It's like, it's like her success has been torn down. Would she be um, looked at as like a slut? Like she, you know, she's written a lot of songs about guys. She's broken up with. And so there's, there's commentary about her sleeping around. And she's like, if I was a man, would this even be an issue? Mm. Like as a songwriter, like you can think about the men in, let's say like rap there, they have bitches, they can have all the money, they can have models around them and nobody says anything about it. And they are allowed to just have success in music where if she was literally having tons of boyfriends, it's like, it somehow it takes down the success of her music. So I think it's, I think it's really true. And it's, sucky because um i think one of the lyrics it says i'm so sick of running as fast as i can wondering if i get there quicker if i was a man mm. like you even keep up with you almost have to go twice as fast or do twice as much to be even seen as equal as a man in what your success level is and it's unfortunate because there are all of these stigma there are all, all of these um pressures and ideals of where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing or, or then it's, or, or people will say, well, it's because she's pretty. That's why she got it. Like they will, they will downplay your successes and achievements and say it was because you were given something or Mm -hmm. say it was because you slept with somebody or you suck someone's dick, even if you climb the fucking ladder, just like everyone else did. So it sucks too, because it's like, even when you get there, you have to keep it up. You have to be pretty. You have to be married. You have to be all these things. And people are still going to undermine and say, well, she cheated somehow, or she got it because this was given to her, or she blah, blah, you know, fill in the blank. And it's, it's unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. And it's also sucky for, honestly, I think it's harder for maybe someone who is less attractive or like less, uh, I should say, objectively attractive in like our society. Right. Um, or like if you have bad teeth or anything, it's like you don't even get looked at. It's almost like you have to have you have to have uh, a certain level of pretty, successful, in shape, whatever, just to even be acknowledged. And then you have to prove yourself. And then you have to prove how you got there. And still, you're being shut down. It's almost just like this no win scenario. It's I don't know. It's kind of it's got to be very frustrating to someone like Layla. And, mm-hmm. and Taylor, people who are just very, very successful. And I know exactly like you're talking about. I remember having a conversation with one of these men and he was, he was talking about women, just like, I think it was looks and like women getting older. And we were like, what would happen if every year after 35, you started to lose, you know, 10% of your income. And he like freaked out at that idea. Like, that's what it's like. If you are valued as a woman in your looks, 
And after 35, you start to quote, go downhill according to society's version of, you know, what's acceptable for age and, and looks. There's no control over that. And he, this dude was just like, no, that is not a thing. And it's like, yeah, it is a thing. Like, this is what, this is what being a woman, this is what being a woman's reality is. Yeah. No, I agree. And I remember that, I remember that conversation because I was like trying to figure out what it would be like for yeah. men. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was I think you could say, well, women could just get um, away with just their looks, right? If that's how they're valued in society, the only problem with that is that you need money to live. <laughs> like you don't have yeah. to be good looking to live. You need money to live. So for women, it's like, okay, if they're valued because they're beautiful or they're valued because they're in shape or they, they're they young or they're, um, I don't know, fertile even. I mean, I guess we talk about like even biology. Um, if that's what they're valued for, that's like, okay. But also that's why you see a lot of women like you and I who like want to have our own money because we yeah. still, we can't rely on necessarily a man to provide financially. So there you just go, well, you know, I wish that I could just be like, like the equivalent of a man is just like, well, I make good money. So I don't need to, or I'm successful in business. So I don't need to pay attention to the other things. I don't need to, you know, make sure I'm a good partner or a good dad. Or I mean, again, this is super general. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, my husband is all those things amazing, or my partner's all those things awesome. But I think for women, it, we don't have the luxury of being like, well, we could just be stay youthful looking or beautiful. I mean, I think you can get away with that in your twenties because you can just like find a sugar daddy and like, you know, whatever. But once you're older, you're like, but I got to live and I can't rely necessarily on my partner who's a man to take care of me financially. Even if we're in a great partnership and they are the breadwinner, who knows what can happen? You know, one of the things actually was ironic, good timing because I was having a conversation with my ex-husband um, last week. We were just texting back and forth. His new book is coming out this week. It's called You Grow Me and it's coming out on Valentine's Day. And he was basically, we were just going back and forth about business stuff. And he said, um, he goes, oh, by the way, the book is coming out this week. And he goes, there's, I, you know, I wrote about us in there. And he goes, I'm like, I'm happy to share it with you or show you before it goes. He, he like meant to show me before. And I, I just go like, Doug, I, I just trust you to, to like, you know, to hold it down and to not make me look bad. Like, you know, the truth of the matter, you know, everything that happened, you know, me as a person, like, so I didn't, I haven't read it yet. Um, but we were just kind of going back and forth about that. And I, um, was just like asking him about that. And I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> What was I going to say? It was such a good point. Uh, let's see. You were talking to Jade about the book and about being a woman being, we we're talking about women being more successful or having to work. Oh, harder. I know what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, is I was telling him, I said, look, I don't actually don't know if I told you this. Cause we're talking about business. I said, one of my big whys at Jill fit over the last, like, you know, five to 10 years has become helping women become more financially independent. And I said, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one of the things I was so grateful for when I left our marriage was the fact that I was able to leave. And you guys have heard me tell a story before that I remember just driving cross country and going like, gosh, I'm so grateful that I have the financial means to leave a marriage that's not good anymore. And I think a lot of women aren't, don't have that privilege. And he was just like, wow, that's amazing. You've never told me that before. You know, he's like, I fucking love that. That's awesome. Like, you know, he was very supportive, but it just reminded me that like, yeah, we don't have the luxury of just like resting on our Lord 
morals when it comes to looks because we have to live. Whereas you can be an ugly man in society and still be able to live. <laughs> you know, I always, I also think, and I'd be interested in your take on this, the thing that Layla said about having a partner. Do you feel like that where women are only valued in society if they're married? Yeah, I had something happen recently. I will tell you that made me question my own beliefs and I kind of like hated myself for it. Um, but at the same time, I felt it was really real. So I have been run like running our real estate company. Jeff and I started this real estate business like two years ago, but I kind of was hands off. I was doing a lot at the beginning and then we were just getting in each other's face and I just stepped out. And so he's been doing some more stuff lately where I've stepped in. And so I made a post to hire somebody to help. And I posted in our, in our like uh, neighborhood Facebook group. And this girl, this guy reached out to me. He said, Hey, you should hire my wife. She's got all this great experience. And he sent me her page and she was really, really pretty. And I was looking at her pictures and I was like, there's no way I could hire her. Cause I was like, she's so like, let me back up. She kind of had a better, she would be a better fit for Jeff's new company as an executive assistant. And he really needs an executive assistant. So first I was like, oh, hell no. She's way too pretty to have somebody like be with him all the time. And then I actually got on the phone with her, really loved her. And she just had a baby and she's got a family and she has a husband. And I was like, you know what? She's married. She's like in love with her partner. Like she'd be great actually. But I had this moment of like, if she was single, I don't think I would feel comfortable having her work with my partner or the team. Like there's three men. And so, and then there was somebody who posted yesterday. She, she's an influencer. I forgot her name, uh, Nicole something. She said, she made this post. She was like, would you hire a hot nanny? And all these people were like, absolutely not. And it's like, I have this thing where, and I didn't even realize till it came up, but maybe I would hire a hot nanny if they had a boyfriend. Right. But if they were single or if they weren't in a partnership or they weren't a lesbian or something like that, I would worry. Right. So I think there's something to I was thinking about this in the workplace where people are hiring all the time, especially men in a workplace, hiring attractive women to work with them is you might feel more comfortable if that woman has a partner already. Mm -hmm. And either if they're single, you don't want them distracting the single boys in the workplace or I don't know, like tempting you or whatever. So uh, there's something to that. And I really like wrestled with this. Like when it first came, when I first saw her picture, I was like, oh, hell no. And then I was like, whoa, Danny, what is that? And then I was like, oh, are you getting jealous? And I'm looking through all the pictures. I was like, I'm glad I talked to her because she was so great and she was so friendly. And I thought, man, I'd have nothing to worry about. But I did have that instinctual feeling that I felt better that she had a partner and that she was like, seemed to be happily married. Mm. And so I think there's something to that, not necessarily about success, but I think there is something where it's almost as if we want to push single women down or keep them out of something or keep them away because they could stir something up. And I like, can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I feel really weird about it. And it's something I'm like kind of tinkering with in my own brain. And even thinking about like when I was single and talking to my married friends and even going out with them, how their husbands were a little bit like freaked out with them hanging out with a single person, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think As it's just contagious. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I'm sure that was like a vulnerable share, but I, I think that, that what you experienced is normal and also problematic, not you in particular, but because yeah. this is really what I think you're saying is really common and it's problematic because 
why is it the woman's issue if she's too attractive? Right? Like it should be like, oh, all these single hot women are tempting these husbands. The husband need to fucking step up and be reliable and be honest and be like good guys. Like, you know, so it's like, and this is, and I know that you and I have talked about that, especially when we were single, that some of our, um, you know, married friends or not like some, but a handful of our couple married uh, people, the husbands did feel a little weird with them hanging out as if we were going to like sway them over to our side or like tell them how much amazing it was and they should get out of their marriages. And at the end of the day, it was like, that didn't even cross either one of our minds. Like, You know, if anything, I was like, gosh, I wish I could be married still. <laughs> like that must yeah. be nice to be to have someone you can rely on, you know? And so I think what you're saying is really common. And I wish that it wasn't seen to be the fault of the woman for being too yeah. attractive. And yeah. instead, can we ask maybe the men, and again, if you're listening to this and your husband is a good dude who's super honest and would never stray and would never be tempted, awesome. But I do think that we have to take responsibility for like who we're choosing as a partner. And if we find ourselves overly, and I'm speaking to myself as much as to anyone, if we find ourselves overly jealous or overly insecure because they're around someone attractive, then it's either we need to work on ourselves or we, on some level, we know we're not with someone who has integrity. You know, I mean, I think that's the sad thing about it. And I, I hate to say that, but I think that's part of me being jaded from, you know, going through infidelity in my marriage is now I'm like, yeah, like, how do you know if the guy you're with is honest. Do you, how do you know if the guy you're with wouldn't cheat? Well, that's, that's what it comes down to for me. Cause I was thinking about it. Cause I feel like Jeff is not the kind of guy, but then I go, I didn't think that with my ex either. And also I feel like any one of us could do it in the right circumstances with the, you know, spending the right amount of time with somebody. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know. So, mm-hmm. but I do agree with you. It is problematic. And I hate, I don't want I don't want it to be the woman's problem at all. And it shouldn't be. It's like, first off, you can't change your face. I mean, you can change your face, but it's not like you're, you're born how you are. If you're attractive and you happen to be more attractive than other people, like that's not your fault. (laughs) And it's no reason why someone should not hire you. It's really fucked up, but it, it crossed my mind, which it really bothered me that it crossed my mind. It bothered me that my gut reaction was like, oh God, no. And then I was like, okay, wait a second, like chill. And also because her husband was the one who offered her up. So that made me better too. But, you know, if it was another scenario, if she was single, I don't know. And so, and I also think that a lot of times society looks at a couple as what they achieve together. So Mm -hmm. back to that, like, are you more successful to like uh, Layla's point is I be more successful in a partnership, I guess, kind of what we're seeing with Taylor Swift and her, like they're tearing her down because she's been single. Had she been married all along, would there be less criticism towards her. I don't know. Maybe more credit would be given to her partner. It's also tricky because I think that, yes, it is important to have the partnership, but then, and I think I see this with Layla, is so many people will say she's Alex's wife or she's only there because of him. And he has many times said, she's one of the reasons I'm here. Like we did this together. He's very great about that. And I, I do love that about whenever I've seen him talk about her, but it's like, it's a yes. And like, yes, you need to be in a successful partnership. And yes, they're going to get a credit for your success too. I always, so I like, do think about that. Successful, And also they're going to get credit even if they don't deserve the credit. You know, I, I think there's something to that. I know for you and I, when we did get divorced, at least for me, and I think for you as well, there was this feeling of like, we had sort of built our 
businesses with our husbands to a certain degree. You know, I mean, my ex-husband was in a lot of my blog posts. He was obviously in a lot of my social posts. You know, we had different programs we ran together. We sort of like came up together in business. And I think one of my big sensitivities, and I hate to say this because it's embarrassing, but was like, what will people think? You know, because they sort of loved the idea of the two of us. And people did say that. They were like, you know, it was just like, we always looked up to you as like the perfect couple and you were couple goals and stuff like that. And you just like cringe on the inside because like you facilitated that, right? You were the one. And how would you know? I'm not going to blame myself. But and then once I just kept going and kept building my business without my ex-husband, now I even wonder if like people like when I share pictures and videos of Keith, but like, I don't think anyone takes me less seriously because they're like, you're in a partnership or more seriously because you're in a partnership. I honestly don't think a lot of people coming into my ecosystem now at JillFit even care or maybe they might be curious, but yeah. they're not like, oh, is she married? If she can't, then she can't relate to us. You know, I think we're with a mom. I think it's a little bit different. I think if you are a businesswoman and you're a mom, I think that does take on a different level of relatability if you're trying to coach moms. I don't think someone needs to be married or be a wife to be qualified as a, a good coach or a business owner. But that was my sensitivity years ago. Now I'm like, I don't think people even care or notice. Um, yeah. Hmm. But do you think that, um, let's say when you're meeting strangers out in public, maybe when you were single versus now, do you think you're taken any more seriously because you're in a partnership? Um, no, I think I'm taking more seriously because I don't drink like I used to at events. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think back to we did that episode recently on um, digital modesty. And I think, no, I think I was taken seriously back then as well. You know, also my partner now is not in our space. So he's kind of yeah. neutral. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's like a power player in the internet business space. You know, he's just like, he doesn't know anybody. He's not connected. So I don't think he's kind of like a just neutral. Um, yeah. But it does, on some of them, being honest, it does make you feel a little more secure. Like, someone chose you. And I hate to say that because it's fucking cringe, but there is this feeling of like, okay, well, like, you know, I have that on lockdown so I can go and maybe do a little more with my business because I feel like I have something safe at home or I have a support system here. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would be taken more seriously. I I think it's a little generational because I, uh, we have a friend who started a podcast and he did a little, you know, like real clips. It was like 30 second, 60 second clip. And he said he knew this guy who was looking for funding, like investors for a company. And when he would talk to investors, he, w- he was single, but he would wear a wedding band because he met an investor, uh, a VC that said, I won't give money to any guys that aren't married because it shows me that they can commit. So if you're coming in, you're doing like startup fundraising and you're, he said, when they're doing startups and they're asking for money, if they're married, they have something more on the line. Like they're taking care of a family, they're taking care of somebody. So they're not as risky where it's like, they think the single guys will just be like, we got this free money and they're going to be really like flippant with it. And it was funny because it was, um, two and a half months ago, Jeff was fundraising and he's with two other partners. And I was like, y'all need to go ring shopping and everybody needs to put a ring on before you go into these VC offices. But I think, and that's not, that's, that's men um, giving money to men. So I think there's something, and I do think, let's say that VC is probably in his fifties or sixties. I would say there's probably an older generation that looks to 
younger generations, like, Hey, if, if you're married, then I know that you're, you've got something that you've committed that you're solid, that you're a little more safe. You're a little less risk averse. Mm -hmm. We know that's not true across the, like, it's not true for every single person. There's some very like responsible 22 year old young men and young women who act like they're 40. I mean, I feel like I was that in my early twenties, I was a 40 year old and now I'm way more ridiculous. So I think that that's, but I think it's a judgment that we can make. And so I think it's possible for even men to be looked at as even more successful Mm. if they are married and in a partnership. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't necessarily matter as much. Like it's not a, it's not something they have to check off where for women, it does feel more like, oh, like why, why haven't you been like to Taylor Swift stuff? They're like, why can't you keep a man? Why haven't you been able to keep a man? There's some tweets about her, like being a 34 year old woman. And I'm like, 34 is so young. Like, what do you mean a 34 year old woman who's not married and doesn't have kids yet? Like, come on. Well, like think about just even like how we talk about single women versus single men later in life, right? Like a man is like, he's like a playboy or like he, you know, like, like George Clooney was like the biggest playboy forever and like, or they're a bachelor or whatever. And then for women, it's like, oh, they're a spinster (laughs) or they're like a cat lady. (laughs) You know, it's like, those are the terms that they use. You know, it's so funny to me now being in my forties when I see these posts and it's funny because I will see these um, posts on my explore tab that have gone viral. And it could be if it's like an older woman, like I'm saying older, like in their thirties or forties and the men in the comments are like, you know, done after 25, like, or like, I'm just like, God damn, like, like it's your fault that you're aging. You know, it's like, look at you. You're not even 25 anymore. Like you had a choice in the matter. You know, it's just, it is very strange to me that like people sling the comment about getting older. And I'm like, the person who commented that is also getting older. So what are we even talking about? But it is definitely, it's, it's definitely interesting. I agree with you. I think there is like sort of a generational thing to it. You know, you and I talked about this before. I think you and I are have said that we are a little bit less like keen to get married again because we've already been married versus I think if you're maybe a 40 something year old woman, you've never been married. You might feel a little bit like, God, what is wrong with me? You know, or like, you know, you, and I just want to say this and not that there is anything wrong with it, but I do want to say this. And a lot of things I feel like I've said on this episode come off cringe, but I also just want to like, I just want to put them out there because I do think they're thoughts. And I'm not saying that I have the right thoughts and I'm certainly not saying that it's not judgmental, but I think all of us have these fears or we have these considerations or we have these biases or we have these um, sort of just uh, things that we're not even sure why we have that feeling. You know, like why did you have that feeling when you saw that woman was pretty? Like, I think these are just normal things. I'm not saying they're the right things, but I think it's just our job. And, you know, as podcast, you guys know, we try and keep it as real as we can to just mention that these things exist. And I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm not saying they shouldn't be changed and sort of like, um, you know, dug into, but I do want to just acknowledge that these are just things that I feel like are out there and I don't really have the solution, but I just want to acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this conversation is not necessarily a solutions conversation. And yeah, it's definitely not like super PC. It's more of a validation conversation of if you feel like it's harder for you, it might be. And there are some things out there that are just different. We are judged by two different rulers, right? Like we're not judged by the same standards as men and we're not judged by the same standards in men in success, in looks, in literally anything. 
And we might have the same level of six outward success in like money finances. And yet we're going to fall short in all these other areas. And I think that's just something to, to bring up and have conversations around. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a good one. If you guys aren't following Layla and you are into business, you might enjoy following her. I always, uh, have some, she has some good nuggets. She's pretty straightforward. So you guys might enjoy following her and listen to that, uh, listen to that reel and let us know what you guys think. You can always catch us on Instagram at the best life podcast in the DMS, or you can join our free Facebook group by going to, uh, the best life podcast.com and clicking on the link to join the Facebook group. We always love to have the discussions in there and hear what you guys think of the episodes. But that's all we got for you guys. Hope you have a good rest of your week and we'll see you on the next one.